Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, I'm Clive Anderson. Welcome to My Seven Wonders, being recorded in front of a special audience here at the Leicester Square Theatre in London's glittering West End. So, uh, and we're doing this on one of the hottest days of the year. So, one of the wonders of the world, I think we should nominate as uh, air conditioning. Uh, but but, uh, but there is that may crop up. Uh, so, here we are in a, in a vibrant, diverse area where tourists in Leicester Square rub shoulders with the tourists in Chinatown and also bump into the tourists making their way to Piccadilly Circus. There's all sorts here. Uh, but in ancient times, uh, Hanging gardens, great pyramids, and other superstructures were celebrated as wonders of the world. And like days of the week and deadly sins, there were always seven of them. But what are the seven wonders you would put on your personal list? That's the question I ask my guests in this podcast and on stage here today. And the guest I'm asking today is the satirist, comedian, writer, and actress, Rosie Holt. Rosie Holt. So now, I, I, I call you a satirist because you've had a big success in the last few years, maybe over lockdown in particularly, uh, and, and later, with making um, little films, little videos, yeah. little performances, which kind of fool people into thinking you are a... A, a Tory MP. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. And, uh, and you, you, uh, you record that and put it out, so half the people think you're for real, and other people think you're very, very funny. And uh, yeah. I suppose eventually they'll all get together and it'll, uh, it'll all be all right. Yeah, and fight. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so did, uh, did this come as a shock to you that you got going down in this line? Because you trained as, a, as an actor, as an actress, yeah. and, and you were ready to perform in, in other people's plays. Yeah, it was really bizarre. I mean, I've been doing stand-up for quite a few years when, when it, everything exploded online. Um, but it was very strange because it happened during lockdown where we weren't seeing anyone. So it was a weird thing of, of getting sort of thousands of comments and um, yes. anger. And, um, and, but also not seeing people day to day apart from my parents. Yes. <laughs> well, I don't know when you say it with that meaningful word and what your parents are like. Uh, They're very nice. Yes, of course yeah. they are. But, yeah. in, <laughs> but in doing this, you were, you were sort of playing, you're often playing the, the sort of loyal, the loyalists of backing up the, the government line yeah. and ex trying to explain away why they were parties or why this policy might or might not work. Yes, I, I well, I became really fascinated, particularly with Boris Johnson's government of of um, ministers being wheeled out on TV yes. and excusing the inexcusable. Yes. and um, it, I, th I thought it was just so funny, and it made me angry. It made yes. me angry. So, um, so really, sometimes people ask me who the character was based on, and it wasn't really. It was an amalgamation of different different MPs who would. Yeah. 
um, defend Boris Johnson. So if we had somebody, I mean, I'm not saying you've got to be tied down to that sort of yeah. Nadine Doris sort, sort of person who, who I remained a pretty much a loyalist until, well, yeah. maybe not quite now because she's lost her <laughs> chance of going to the House of Lords. You know, I don't know if that was his Dean. fault or her fault yeah. or somebody else's fault. It, well, it wasn't Boris's, that's what she says. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, so Nadine, I think, is such an extreme uh, character in real life. I don't think you can really parody... Actually, I say yeah. that Suze Kempner does a really good job of, of parodying Nadine, but um, certainly I, I find her too extreme. Yeah, but isn't yeah. that the problem with politics at the moment? Yeah. It is quite difficult to parody, not not just in this country. I mean, we're having a, a, a coup in Russia that lasted up until about lunchtime and, yeah. then, and then recouped. God knows, God knows what's happening in America. It looks like we're going to have, you know, Trump, Trump v. Returns, Biden. Yeah. Trump v. Biden. It yeah, was so what, how old will they be yeah. then? It's <laughs> terrible. Uh, but so, and it, it, there's not many countries or, or aspects of politics that you can make a sort of subtle point anymore because they've, they've taken the subtlety out of it. Yeah. They? Yeah. Sometimes when there is a really extreme clip, people will send it to me and go, oh, are you going to parody this? And I go, no, because it's already <laughs> ridiculous. Yes. There's nothing to do. Yeah. So you, you, we've touched on the fact you've, mm. you've been acting in plays, you're doing stand-up comedy. So that was interrupted, the things like going to the Edinburgh Festival. So you, you were back at the Edinburgh Festival last summer. Yes. W Woman's Hour, is that the yeah. title? Yeah. So will you be going again in 2023? I will. Yes. I've got a show called uh, That's Politainment. Yes. Uh, and hmm. it's... it's <laughs> <laughs> That's politainment. That's politainment. <laughs> and it's about the weird trend of, of MPs going into entertainment and having their own shows or, or reality TV and things like that. Oh, right. Yeah. So your characters, will they be going into reality? Yeah, so yeah. My, my MP's trying to make it as a stand-up comedian. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to ask a tough question because it's a nice, friendly thing, but, but I just put it to this. Yeah. This is an interesting thought. Uh, John Cleese always used to say that the, the best things you can play as a comedian mm. are the things you would have been yeah. if you hadn't gone into comedy. So he was head of good line in playing solicitors. and So do you think that deep down <laughs> there is a Tory MP inside you? I mean, there, there's a, you could have been a Conservative MP, but you're parodying that aspect of yourself. What a ghastly thought. <laughs> but you know, I um my um great grandfather was a was a Tory MP, so it is in my blood. Oh, there yeah. you are, yes. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. yeah. So so it may be in, in 20 years' time you'll be minister for something and they'll be digging out these old uh, films you've made and said, Look what you did yeah. then, you I could go, surprise, I was Tory all along. <laughs> and then yeah, run. All right. Well yeah. uh, having having put that uh, discommoding <laughs> thought in your mind, let's uh, let's go on to your first one. Wonder, mm -hmm. um, and you've sent in the list of things. So I've got the, the order in front of me. So it'll uh, probably be easy if I just read them out and you then just okay. justify them or explain <laughs> yeah. them or expand on them. So your first one, pretty uncontroversial one, I suppose, in some ways, coffee. That is the yeah. wonder of the world. It is the wonder. Well, the, I, this is a bit perverse, me choosing coffee because I can't drink it. Well, okay. So, I, I love it. And I have, so I can't drink it. It's very boring, so I'll keep it short. I can't drink it because I suffer from very debilitating migraines. And uh, I found out that when I cut out coffee, which my brother, who's a neurologist, was always telling me I should do, it had a huge difference and I wasn't um, being afflicted with them so much. But I miss it so much. And I drink decaf all the time. And it's a bit like, you know, this is a really silly analogy, but you know how you get those films where um, some 
man he falls in love with this woman and then she dies or she marries someone else and so he has to marry a a, a nice woman and he's sort of looking at his nice wife and he's like oh okay well mm. she's all right that's it i suppose but he's always like looking sadly out in the distance oh, yeah. I feel a bit like that with coffee. Yes. No, <laughs> like I, I'm stuck I, with decaf. I'm yeah. like, okay, I'll drink you. Yeah. But I don't want to. But aren't you tormenting yourself by having decaf coffee? Why can't you find yeah. some other drink, you know, there orange is, juice no. or beer or, or whiskey, <laughs> just anything that isn't anything to do with coffee? No, because you can't pretend with orange juice. With, with decaf, sometimes you can trick yourself and think that you... Do you know what's so sad? It's when I was drinking coffee, I remember this thought really clearly. I remember thinking... Um, I, I don't, I know coffee isn't good for you, but I'm so glad I have it in my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the, uh, and now it's gone, Clive. This, <laughs> I would say this is a, was a surprising second thing you said when yes. you said coffee. And the second thing was, but I don't, or I can't drink <laughs> I it. Can't drink I, it. I, I think you know, the first one I think is selected something <laughs> that they absolutely can't have and I will d- make I, them ill if they yes. even get near it. I sometimes have one every like five months. Yes. And just treat myself and hope for the yeah. best. And the best is Turkish coffee. Have you guys had Turkish coffee? Yeah, it's so good because it's really strong. Yes. And it's really strong and you can put it in sugar and it's tiny, but it's just, it's like coffee in its purest form. Yes. It's uh, wonderful. What a wonderful <laughs> invention that I can't use. <laughs> well, um, I, there's the, you mentioned having decaffeinated coffee mm. and there's a similar thing with uh, beer with no alcohol in it. Yeah. Yes. How long can you keep going with a drink that's had the thing that you really want to have in it <laughs> before you, you forget or, or you, you work out that you're not getting the kick that you want from it? Know, so there's a taste of coffee. I mean, is it yeah. still tasty after 10 years if you've had no caffeine hit from it? Does alcohol still taste not, or beer still still nice when you, you're not got any alcohol with it? Yeah. Mm. I think it will always taste good. Yes. Or at least in my head. And that's what's important, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So which of the many forms of coffee we can now get do you particularly miss having? I like, um, I, I like well, it depends how I'm feeling. It would be, it'd be an, ex, ex, an espresso yes. or, or, um, or a flat white, which is quite a wanky coffee. Well, they're, they're the two opposite ends of the yeah. scale there. Depends I won't, I won't comment on the wankiness of any particular <laughs> form. Uh, so I'm, I'm ready. I was ready with lots of bits and pieces of thing about the various coffees. But what's the point? I like talking about coffee. I think about it every day. Yeah. Well, the thing I would um, query about coffee, the way yeah. it's done today, is that now in coffee shops, there's these huge machines. Yes. And sometimes people have fairly similar things in their own home in order to make a cup of coffee which is easily done in a jug with boiling water and they have these things and it takes five times as long as it needs to it must cost no not that it needs to take that long because it's a process it's that a process. must be honored oh i see yes, yes. yeah because the best one is when you, you you know when you get the coffee beans and you throw it in a grinder yes and then you do all that yeah and then you've watched it grind and then you leave it for ages before you push it down. If, if I go to a fast food outlet, I want it to be fast, not 20 minutes while things are prepared from the basics. No, you see, I'm such a snob about coffee. Yes. I can't. Is it I just coffee? Just go. <laughs> it's just coffee. It's just coffee. Um, yeah, I, I can't have a fast, fast coffee. No. Okay. no. 
All right. Yeah. Well, I thought I thought of all your wonders of your seven ones. I think coffee was the most straightforward, but it turns out <laughs> to be quite convoluted. Um, yeah. So, so you 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 love it, uh, but you can't have it. Yes. Okay. All right. I think we better move on to the next wonder, though, which yes. it, which takes into a completely different area. Or, or I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to predict, uh, but it's Evil Dead Two. Yeah. No. So for those in the audience, either here or listening to the podcast, who are, don't don't remember Evil Dead One or Two, or, <laughs> who, or, who or any of the other Evil, Evil Deads, Dead the, the, their movies, the their remake, their, yeah. their, their films. What? Um, uh, t- tell us about it and tell us why you like it. Um, so I adore Evil Dead Two. Evil Dead One um, was the original kind of cabin in the woods uh, movie, um, and I'm terrible at uh, terrible at dates, but I think it, but it was in the eighties. Eighty seven, I yes. think. Yeah. Oh eight, no, no, Evil Dead Two was eighty seven. Yeah, and Evil the, Dead was eighty one. Eighty one. That's it. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was it was this this group of kids. They go to this cabin in the woods and they awaken a demonic presence from reading um, a, a book of the dead. I think it's called the Book of the Dead or something. Yeah. I can't remember. Just a very realistic, true to life kind very of movie. Realistic, yes, true yeah. to life. And um, all hell breaks loose, literally. But Evil Dead Two pretty much follows it. They they it's not really a sequel. They've gone. I think we could make that movie better. Yeah. So they've got the same star, Bruce Campbell, but it, instead he just goes to the cabin with his girlfriend and um, it gets the action very quickly. I mean, spoiler alert, the, the girlfriend dies in the first five minutes. And um, it's so, it's such an inventive movie and it's much funnier. The second one, it's a bit tongue in cheek, but it's um, it's a bit more po-faced where the second one is scary, but really, really funny. Yeah, so they're always intended to be f- Funny, funny horror, yeah. horror, funny. Because there's always a certain amount of comedy in in horror, isn't it? Because yes. it's always slightly ridiculous. Yeah. There's a monster walking around or whatever it is. Yeah. But they've gone for full full comedy in this, especially in, in Evil Dead Two. Yes, apart from it, it's still scary and and shocking. But also the physical comedy in it is amazing. There's this bit where Bruce Campbell, he's he's called Ash. His character's called Ash, and his hand gets possessed. And um, so he's trying to like he he's there's this whole thing where the hand is like grabbing his head and he's trying to like pull the hand away and then he sort of he <laughs> he ends up having to saw his own hand off and then the hand wanders off and he's trying to like catch the hand and the hand goes into a wall and he's got a gun and he's trying to shoot the hand and then he thinks. He, he shoots it and then this blood comes out of the wall and he's like, ha, I got my hand. And then this like torrent of blood comes out and just full in his face. It's really good. <laughs> it's so good. I, I think it's brilliant. It's such an inventive movie. But uh, 1981, yes. I, would, I mean, obviously you can watch films from any era, but that would be before your time, wouldn't it? Thank you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, he, and 87 even. So so where, where did you come across these movies? Um, and I know there were further ones on um, Army of Darkness, Evil yes. Dead. 2013. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's yeah. many. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, when did you come in the later sequence and work your way backwards? Or? No, no. Evil Dead was the fir- Evil Dead Two was the first one I saw, and it was when I was a teenager. And um, Film Four had just been released, and, and Film Four had these sort of sister channels, and it was Film Four Extreme, and yeah. and it would play sort of video nasties from the 70s and 80s. Um, and I wasn't wasn't a very popular kid, so yeah. I spent a lot of time watching horror horrible <laughs> horror well, movies instead. Was that the time when Channel Four put a little yellow triangle on things which were unsuitable? Yes, that, yes. So that and you had Mark Kermode would like come on and he'd go, "This film was burned when it came out." 
and it was really exciting. You were like, oh, what monstrosity am I going to see today? Yes. It's great. So this is when this is when you're obviously when you're growing up. Mm-hmm. But were you already thinking about going into comedy at that stage, or was that no. a just? Did you have other plans? In, I, did, in mind? I did. I did want to be. Um, I did want to be an actor. Mm. Um, but no, I, I hadn't thought of comedy, and I, I wasn't. I certainly wasn't watching those films, thinking I could do this. I just thought. I just thought it was so inventive, and I. I. Um, I don't. I mean, I love those horror movies, like Basket Case, and various sort of. Um, movies at that time. I don't like horror movies so much now because it's CGI and and um, and what I liked about those movies is you could really see the care that had gone in, into it. Mm. You know when they'd make the demons, they they you could see that they kind of someone spent ages doing plasticine and and all yes. sorts. Is there um, a possessed hand? He yeah, had to, the it was it was proper acting. It was. Yeah. He was doing so really his hand was good. Stuff. So it's amazing. It was probably based on Rod Hull and Emu, really. But that was, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I just think I th- I think it's um it's a real it's a real sort of craftsmanship. It's brilliant. I think it's great. So something like Marvel movies now. I know they're not horror yeah. movies, but they can do anything with CGI and computer <laughs> graphics and all sorts of things. And so that for you has lost the charm of yeah. Of movie I mean, making. it's you know, it's I I like I like a Marvel movie, but yeah. yeah it's not um it's not so f- fun I, mm. I think it's funner when you can kind of see the yeah. workings of something so were you inspired by that sort of movie to say i you know i could do that i could be the the girlfriend who has to scream for three minutes while his hand rummages around the the tent and the, and the couple. yeah that's the problem with those films the girls always get they don't have the best time in no. those films they either die early or they, they, or they get they get sexually assaulted by something weird that's what yeah. usually happens like sexually assaulted by a reanimator it's a, it's a it's a bodiless head you know it's like you're like oh great here we go <laughs> so you're watching every film especially like me like them and then you'll think oh wait here's the weird sexual assault scene and yes. that's not so great well so. you're the one who selected this as a, <laughs> as a wonder of the world yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we was not perfect not yeah. but in, in evil dead 2 there isn't any weird sexual assault there isn't evil yeah. dead one so sorry you- just warning anyone who's thinking i'm definitely going to watch Evil Dead box set now. So you went to you went to Lambda, which yes. is a top drama school. Do yeah. they have a course in acting in horror movies or preparing you for getting those sort of roles, or are they still sword fighting and yeah, uh, sword being fighting. like a tree? And, well, yeah, a lot yeah. of be- yeah, we were a tree. Hmm. I was fire. <laughs> element. Um, no, we we did do. We had an amazing teacher, very scary teacher who, who kind of. Did physical comedy and yeah. um, which which I think especially Evil Dead there's a, there's a lot of physical comedy in it and there was a film course where we could make our own films yes. um, and I don't think I ever made a horror movie with it I think mm. I think I kept it more simple it's more a kitchen sink drama yeah but but were your ambitions uh, um, you know, enlivened to think I'd I'd like to be on stage but I'd also like to be in movies which you know yeah. there are movies made in this country but obviously nothing like as many as they are in, in America yeah no I loved the idea of of being in movies mm. um but it d- didn't happen yet no but you were in a play yes. just before um the, the pandemic yeah. hit so what happened about that? Where was that going? Um, so that was going to go around America for six months. Yeah. And that was, um, it was a parody of Netflix's The Crown. And it was me and one other actor, uh, Brendan Murphy. He's very funny. And we were playing all the parts. All right. And um, So who were you playing? I played the, the queen, obviously. I played um, a corgi. 
I played Prince Charles oh, and right. Princess Margaret. Yes. Um, Who was the hardest to play out of all of those? The Corgi. The Corgi, yeah. The Corgi was quite hard. <laughs> you had to find your, your inner dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. But it was a really funny show. We, we sort of... We did it in London and it got wonderful reviews. So, yeah, we were about to do this amazing tour. And then it happened. The We, we locked down as a country the week we were due to start rehearsals. And I yes. just, I'd been doing a, a day job on and off. And I just left it because I was about to start. And I was on my way to the, the my leaving party. Hmm. And my agent called and he said, look, I don't know what your day job situation is, but hold on to it because... The country's going locked down. I said, but well, I'm going to my leaving party. Yeah. So I got there and they got me these things. Like they got me, a, it was so sweet. They got me a framed thing saying love to travel. Yeah. And all these things yeah. that I <laughs> couldn't do. And I remember getting really drunk and going, can I have my job back? Yeah. And they were like, no. <laughs> uh, so, what, what, so what was the job you had? Oh, well, yeah. I was an estate agent and I was terrible at it. That's <laughs> probably why they didn't want me back. No, you see, um, you're in it, in it within you. There's a Conservative <laughs> MP and an estate agent. <laughs> oh, do you know what? One time this, um, somebody on Twitter found out that I used to be an estate agent. And he'd obviously gone gone a and he tweeted, um, Rosie Holt is a phony. She's she's uh, just a bit um, less right-wing than her characters and she used to be an estate agent. I oh. thought, oh, they found me out. <laughs> Not all estate, estate agents are bad. Not, well, <laughs> someone, I, groaned. I, yeah. someone groaned. They're not all bad. Uh, uh, well, I don't think they're bad, but that's, that's a long time since I've had any dealings with an estate a, agent. To be honest, I didn't understand what was going on during that job. No. Um, it was great, but... You take people, you turn up 10 minutes I, late for when they come to look at the house. I once... And tell I them once, that somebody else has made a bigger offer. Yeah, it's really hard. Well, I once... Um, I was doing some, some viewings and there was a, a, a guy outside the house and I said, oh, do you want to see the house? And he went, okay. So we went around the house and I sort of showed him and then and then he went off and then I got a call and, and this guy said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm late for the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> showed around the house. I just showed a complete stranger around yeah. the house. He obviously thought, why not? Yeah, but if he turned out <laughs> to somebody really like fell in love with the house and put in, a, put in yeah, an offer, you'd have done really your job good. really well. Yeah. But, I, but I'm still worried about this. So you had the, yes. that sort of big break of a show yeah. and COVID coming. Had you closed your mind to this and thought, oh, I, I don't think this, this pandemic's really going to kick off? It was, cra- yeah, it was really crazy. And... Yeah. Um, it was a bit devastating because I was so looking forward to doing that job and it, it did feel like a big break. It was the first time I'd, the kind of longest acting job I'd, I'd, I'd got. Um, and um, then, yes, yeah, so I sort of quickly went, I went back to my parents who live in the country mm. and did think, oh my God, what am I, I kind of felt like everything was all over because the problem as well with acting is it's, um, you know, it, you, you kind of get an opportunity. You might not get another a decent sure. one in ages. Yeah. So, yeah. And if you're doing stage acting, you do need there to be an auditorium. To and be people an have to be prepared yeah. to risk death by I mean, coming I'm, to but see I, you. I'm also aware, sort of saying this, that it's a bit silly when, of course, everyone's facing much bigger problems. Well, but everyone yeah. faced different, different problems. Some, yeah. some are more... But in in the entertainment industry, there was a complete cut off of yeah. uh, of the work going on at all, and in mo- many people's cases, income coming at all, which is which is a which is a blow. It's not the same as you know your your partner dying or your parents or your children falling ill, but it's still it's an economic blow. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So 
is that when you started making films and putting them out on, I don't know, Twitter or YouTube yes. or uh, Instagram, whichever ones you chose to use? So I started putting videos out about uh, two months into the pandemic when the Black Lives Matter protests kicked off. And what happened was um, Sadiq Khan had, had tweeted that they were going to remove a statue in London because of its uh, links with slavery. And I was reading the comments underneath from very angry people and they were writing things like, you've, um, you know, you've, you're ruining history and you're taking mm. away democracy. And they were so hysterical. Um, I thought, oh, wouldn't it be funny to, to do a character where I follow these thoughts through to their logical conclusion? Right. So I put a video out um, of this woman, a sort of... Um, going, it, it's it's terrible what they're doing. They're erasing history, just like Stalin did, who, incidentally, I have a statue of in my garden. <laughs> um, and people got very angry and people started... And I, at, that, at the time, I had about it's sort of two, 3,000 followers um, and... Um, it it went it went crazy very quickly yeah. and there was lots of people going how dare you have a statue of stalin in your garden yeah. <laughs> take it yeah. down so the key to the success of this going viral or whatever how would you describe it was to have enough people who didn't see that it was a joke it's terrible isn't it and were actually it's annoyed a by it definition of fake news it, it, well yeah. well it's sort of in a way it's it's a yeah. it's an interesting way to do it that yeah. there's enough people going ha 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 they're enjoying it but the other people it, it, there's more clicks for people who say, <laughs> this is an awful person. Where is this statue? Yeah. Why? But I suppose the clue there would be something like that wouldn't have a statue of Stalin of all people, but there it is. Uh, no, it was yeah. very silly. Yeah. It was very silly. You, I mean, it's funny because I, I'd post things and you'd think that people would realise certain lines. You think, surely people are going to know that that's, that's not real. So yeah. I had another one when... Um, um, when the during the pandemic you had the sort of rise of anti-maskers yeah. and there was this woman she she posted this this very earnest video where she was like I've just gone into Tesco's and um, I didn't wear my mask and they looked at me like I was scum I have never felt so upset in all my life um, and so I posted one um, and I said, I said, I've just gone into Tesco's without my mask. Um, they were circling me, shouting, burn the witch, burn the witch. <laughs> and someone came round and they threw a bell round my neck, <laughs> presumably to warn people in the frozen food aisle I was coming. Um, and I thought, I thought that would be quite obvious that was a joke. People were so angry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, that's uh, that's the way to do it. Well, yeah. we, we were talking about Evil Dead Two there. I don't oh, know yeah, how so we got onto that, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, one further question rising yeah. up. That. So that that show, that play, that performance, yes. the two of you were going to do. Uh, I mean, I don't know if the interest in the royal family has waned so yes. much that you can't do it, but you you could revive that show if you had the time and the inclination to. So it. actually, it it did um, come back in a much smaller tour. Um, a kind of a year ago, but I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I had too many other things going on. So they got a real corgi in instead. They got a real corgi in. Yeah. He was great as playing the queen. Yeah. 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 So, but does somebody else do it? Or yeah. You, uh, yeah. All right. So these chances come and go for everybody. <laughs> but uh, yeah. uh, and but if there's another Evil Dead uh, to come along, you'd you'd be happy to be in that as well. Well, there was one out recently which I haven't seen yet. All right. Um, Is Bruce Campbell still doing? Because he's he's made a sort of career out of Evil Dead. 
Yeah, there's yeah. an Evil Dead uh, TV series, which is he's great in that. Yes, he's really good, Clive. So he's got a whole <laughs> a whole career. Like it's like people who get a part in a soap opera, yeah. and they they start off as the new schoolmaster, and they're still there. And they're, yeah, they're the great grandfather who's killed by an explosion of a of a an aeroplane landing on the pub. You know, that's yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I I definitely think you should get a part in that at, at some point. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I think we now might be on, to, uh, on safer territory or, or relatable territory, but who knows? Maybe you're allergic to them, so you don't go near them. Cats is your next yeah, wonder I of the love world. Cats. Yeah, but you can be with them. I can. You be don't with have them. to have I'm decaffeinated cats, cat, yeah. shaved cats. Yes, so that, just one of those horrible hairless cats. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Cats. So, what is it about cats you like so much? I really like. You know, I used to. I used to. Um, I've always really liked animals, but I used to think I was a dog person. Right. But I think the problem with dogs... You, you don't mean you identified as a dog. No. Uh, you yes, were a dog no, person and you liked dogs. I'm very angry you, about yeah, yeah. Um, Yes, I liked dogs. I never identified as one. No. Um, <laughs> what was that? Um, but... The, I think. Well, I'm, I, I'm a dog person, but, dog I, person. but I don't identify as a Well, I was a boxer for a while, but that's. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. Yeah, so cats, get back to your cats, cats yeah. Well, I think my, my issue with dogs, and not, not to in, insult dogs no. in, in any way, no. don't want to be controversial, yeah. um, is that they can be quite uh, needy and they inspire a lot of guilt in me when I've looked after dogs because if you don't walk them regularly, they oh. look, they're so sad. Yes, and and they if they feel so sort of reliant on you, and yeah. it's um, it's it's a bit too much. Yes, they're very social they're very, animals. They they, they look to you. Yes, they're sort of unrequitedly in love with you. I know you love dogs, yeah. but they are their love is so extreme. It's too it's too much. Yes. Well, what I like about, I, about cats is um, they don't give they a hoot. They don't give a hoot. <laughs> Nice. Just open the tin of whiskers and get on with it. Yeah, but they but they do a bit, which is what I like about them. I like how cats will um, like to be near you, but not necessarily yeah. touch you. So yeah. they'll just sort of sit there looking content for a, while you're mm. you sort of working away. They don't want to admit that they need you. Yes, they, they want to sort of pretend. Oh no, okay. Well, if you open the door for them, 
they they don't go out because they oh I don't know, no I didn't uh, no I don't wait yeah. for you to open the door and then you go to close it and then they, they slip out yeah, whereas a what... dog <laughs> then they go out the door that's just, uh, yeah. exactly yeah. no I think there's something really comforting about cats and also I like you know in, in ancient Egypt they thought that cats were sort of magical yes and I I I can I can see why people thought that I think there is something a bit um, <laughs> magical about cats. Mm. I think they're, they're wonderful animals. Well, both dogs and cats have been around humans for, for, for thousands of years. Extraordinary thing. And um, so do you have a cat at the moment? No. All right. No, I don't. It's a wonder of the world. <laughs> they're easily available. They're easy to look after. <laughs> well, I, are you I, being a bit hypocritical? I, they're not really no, a one. <laughs> no, I'm warming up to it. No, because I live in a, um, a, a flat with um, four st- stairs and it was not... Four r- stairs? Four stairs. Well, some, some of your <laughs> athletic cats four can flights. get up four stairs. Four, four flights. Stairs. I don't think it would be very cat friendly. And no. I don't think my flatmate would like it. And also I don't think we're allowed cats in our flat. Yes. Um, but apart from that... So again, it's a little bit like the coffee thing you're loving I, something you can't think, really I have i think one day i will yes i think it's gonna happen yeah did you know as well <laughs> I said that really no, so I, you had you my attention the, the cat did you know this cats have a there's a parasite that are attracted to cats yes that they if they go in you or how a parasites work <laughs> they make you love cats wow yeah it's true isn't that crazy? <laughs> Where did you get this from? Do you, the internet. Were, were you, <laughs> somebody assured you. Yeah. So it's like a flea or, or yeah, a tapeworm? Yeah, like worm. a little cat-loving yeah. flea. What a, what a brilliant idea but if there were such a but thing. But apparently, sort of nine out of, um, one out of nine people have been infected with this parasite. Sometimes you don't know, and it alters the chemicals in your brain. Yes. And one of the things it does is it <laughs> makes you love cats. It's carried in cat yes. It comes out in cat poo. So don't run right. around with <laughs> This parasite doesn't make you like cat poo as well, does it? Because oh, that'd be uh, terrible, wouldn't it? Yes. And you go, it's not my fault. Yeah. It was a parasite. <laughs> That's why I'm eating it. Yeah. No. <laughs> so anyway, cats you love... From, have you ever had a cat? Then? No, or, I've never, you've had, never a cat. had a cat. No. You don't drink coffee. You've never had a cat. You're living a theoretical world, this is terrible, a, isn't a it? parallel you universe. About me. Yeah, evil yes. dead. You've never seen some dead person come alive. Not yet. No. Oh, time. Um, all right, uh, cat. Any more you want to say about uh, cats? I mean, I'm I tend to tend towards dogs. I'm afraid, but I, yeah. I don't want to. You know, there doesn't have to be a battle over these things. Uh, but I, dogs are, you get lots of different types of dogs. Well, also, which cats are much of a muchness, yeah, aren't they? Well, well, no, they're not much of a well, muchness. Much of a muchness. No, yeah. I think, much, they're much no, the same size. <laughs> also, the thing is with dogs is you can kind of, well, the good thing about dogs is you can kind of work out what dog, it, it, depending on what breed it is, you can tell sort of what personality it's going to have a bit. Yes, yes. Uh, cats, you, it's a bit Russian roulette on what mm. kind of cat you're going to get. Sure. Sometimes yeah. they can be an angry cat. Yeah. Or um, one that sort of um, puts its bum in your face the whole time. You don't know. It's yes. Uh, now, what about cats? Other cats? You're talking. Yes. We're talking about domesticated yeah, like cats. Domesticated yeah. cats. But do you? Does your love extend to or your admiration for lions and tigers? I think and... they're very nice. I probably wouldn't um, pet one. But no, no. But you? I'd be scared. Would you go on a safari to go and look at a lion in yeah. in Africa? Yes. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll do it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm not re-offering. I just wonder no, if you. If you're, uh, I'm just no, trying to explore you, your. You, 
you can pay for me to okay. go on safari. Well, right, yeah. Johnny. Well, you'd enjoy it. I'm in the, yes. the safari. Definitely. Uh, let's move on to your next wonder, which is the National Trust. Yes. Yeah, that's a wonder of the world. I think it is. Yes, okay. Yes, I think it is. I think we're really lucky with the National Trust. Um, I, I just, I just love how um, where there are so many amazing places in in Britain that. Um, uh, so I grew. So I'm I'm going all over the place here. But I grew up in Somerset, and we used to go to Starhead the whole time. Right. Which was these absolutely beautiful gardens, and they had sort of lakes and grottos, and um, they were just extraordinary. And I love how the National Trust. You you, you know where if you if you're anywhere around Britain, you kind of look up a national somewhere in the National Trust, and mm. you can go there, and it's so sort of magical and beautiful and. Um, I went to Ham House recently, a week or so ago. I just like that you can, I like that it's always near. Yes. You can find it and it's somewhere um, to go, which is beautifully preserved and kept. And um, it's just kind of peaceful and I don't know, I'm a bit, mm. being a bit incoherent about it. No, not really. But, but, I but the, it's, I mean, the, it's things like stately homes from the, the or what used yeah. to be stately homes have been, were brought up when they were falling into disrepair or people couldn't manage them anymore. And there's an argument to say that they're they're in their best state now than they ever were because <laughs> once upon a time a stately home might be used for a few weekends by grandees who might have a few people down. The rest yeah. of the time they sort of imagined there'd be people walking down those walks so that people would be sitting in those. Chairs. But now that happens the whole yes. time, and all you have to do is to join the national trust and perhaps buy a a tea or a lunch or something in the cafe and yeah. a tea towel. Maybe it's the tea towels that attract you oh, as well. Oh, the tea towels. <laughs> I love those tea towels. Is your, They're is, beautiful. It's your home, where which ought to be filled with cats. Is it filled with, with tea towels? That you, yes. Yeah. Top Fridge to magnets. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely great. Yeah. National Trust fudge. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what about the, the sort of conservation of the countryside aspect? Sort of, yeah, I think, you know, I think that's coastal really... Coastal paths and all that kind of thing. Is that... Yeah, yeah. I, that really appeals to me. And I also, I think also why I chose the National Trust is I feel that it's um, had a rocky few years um, when you've got things like um, Restore Trust, which I don't know if people have heard of, but is this rather sinister group that um, thinks that the, the National Trust is going the wrong direction. Yes. Um, and... I think it's a bit of an argument about what you put on the houses and you, what, yeah. how much of the history of how the money was made to buy the house, what, how much you want of that. When yeah, you just stop want to... telling people about slavery. Yeah, it's yeah. that kind of thing. But I think, I think there, but also there is something a bit um, more going on because they've got Restore Trust has got loads of money, and at one point they were uh, canvassing people um, to try and put their people in in charge of the National Trust. Mm. We're kind of a bit, bit wrong, isn't it? So it's sort of like a political argument going on, <laughs> even with how to preserve a, yes, a honey but that's stone. Yes, yeah. it has become a sort of um, slightly yeah. political battle. And does that ground. worry you when on your evidently many visits? When to I'm these buying books? all my tea towels, yes, I yeah. think, what is going on here? No, I do think it. I do think it's worrying. And um, Restore Trust has got a. Um, the, the, it looks like it might have links to Tufton Street, which is. Um, you know, quite sort of dodgy right-wing think tanks, which I I, I find worrying. Also, um, the so the Daily Mail have attacked the National Trust and accused it of being woke, mm. which is ridiculous. And I think so, so often with the case with some of these culture wars, I feel they are being stoked for a, a more nefarious purpose. 
So I think we've got to look after the National Trust and buy all those tea towels. So you think you'd, would you like to be a sort of person in charge of it? I don't know. The... No, I don't want to be in charge of anything. No. I'll just make my silly videos. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So so I'm, I'm hoping it is the case that you do visit these properties. It's not something no, you, no just, means you the just... No, that means the National Trust. <laughs> <laughs> you just hope to go there one day. <laughs> one day. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, uh, there's a membership and everything, isn't it? So there is. I'm not a You're member. not a member. It's a wonder of the world. You're not even. <laughs> but I want the National Trust to know if they're listening that I, I will be. My one, it's not really a complaint. The yeah. one thing I would say that something could be sort of tidied up, because mm. I'm associated with the Woodland Trust, which is all about restoring yeah. or preserving ancient woodland and restoring it and planting it. And naturally, the symbol of the Woodland Trust is, you know, oak leaves yeah but the national trust uses oak leaves as well so there's just room for confusion uh, oh, there no you, you, i'm so sorry yes. i didn't know i'd chosen something so i think it ought to be like a, a tea trust. towel or something or a, or a, we, everyone would know what it is yes, yes. but anyway the national trust <laughs> uh the next one is carrie grant's performances That's oh i one. love carrie grant yeah yeah but, it, but um, it's interesting where you put that, his performances. So yes, it's, not anything else about yeah, him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not his nice face. <laughs> well, he's a good-looking man. I think he had, he had a quite a, uh, a busy uh, love life. He, he had married. a busy love life. He had quite a traumatic upbringing. Yeah, he had all sorts of things Did he come from near on. you? Because you come from the west of England. He yes. came from there originally, didn't he? Yeah, but, he was so from So he very much became American. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I think he's wonderful. I just... Um, there's so many of his films. I've seen a lot. I mean, I, the thing is, he's he's been in loads of films. Yes. Because I thought I'd seen a lot, and then um, I had a look at the list, and just there's yeah, there's it was like a, a couple of films a year. Well, he was he was in a, he was a studio uh, actor yeah, for, high, for a long yeah. while, and uh, but as you say, he was in some you know well some good good films and some less good ones. But yeah. I suppose. But they they they're all made before your time again. So this is yes. a, this is a, a the, the part of Hollywood history that you uh, enjoy. I mean, there's yeah. no reason why you shouldn't. But um, but he, I don't think he's been in anything as striking as <laughs> <laughs> Evil Dead Two. No, he's but, never uh, been in yeah. Evil Dead Two. So so the one I would remember him mostly from was something like you know North uh, yeah, North, North by, by North by Northwest. Northwest. I think that was the first uh, Cary Grant film I watched. And yeah. that obviously that's that's a film that you can kind of revisit again and again and again. Yeah. It's so brilliant. So it's got everything. It's got it's got Hitchcock making it, him in it. Yeah. He always he's always very lovely suit. He's very well turned out. Even he's when running well through a, running out. through a cornfield looking yeah. for Theresa May, he was still yeah. Uh, yeah. still looking as sharp as anything from Mad Men or anything, you know. So um so that so but 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 so the comedy he's quite a comic performance. But but a realistic performance he would give, yes. and an amiable performance yes. usually. Yes, yes, and also um, he was. I mean, his work with Alfred Hitchcock was great because he did um, some darker roles like Suspicion and yes. Notorious. Um, when I first saw Notorious, I fell in love with it. I thought it was wonderful, mm. and in that he's playing um, not. He's not playing a very nice person. I mean, he's a good person. He's a CIA agent, but he's um, he's quite he's quite sort of mean and um and mysterious but it's, it's such a sort of captivating performance i think there is something um he's so charismatic on screen mm. and he had amazing comic timing yes um and i i think it was a shame because um so with suspicion it's um for those who haven't seen it it's uh uh, he plays this sort of playboy and this um, rather meek woman meets him, falls in love. And 
she's got loads of money and they marry and she begins to suspect that he's trying to kill her. And even though he says he's sort of really sort of sweet and lovely, but things keep happening. Like his friend sort of dies in mysterious circumstances. He's a really bad gambler. And um, spoiler, I'm sorry, I'm going to spoil it. But if you haven't seen it by now, you should have. <laughs> it's made a long time ago. But at, at the end, it turns out, oh, she just misunderstood. And it was because the, the original ending, he, he was a killer. Mm. And um, the studio said, "No, you can't. You can't do that. You can't have Cary Grant being a being a wife killer. That's awful. Yeah, you have to change it." So Alfred Hitchcock sort of instead had this rather lame ending of him going, "No, I was trying to kill myself. I was sad." And she's like, "Oh, darling." Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, so, so such a fool. Yeah. So is that one of those ones where uh, for the actor it doesn't really matter what the ending is? You're just playing the part of somebody who looks good on the surface but is doing dodgy things. And, yeah. and however it resolves at the end, you could film two endings and decide uh, well, that's, well, that's Yeah, I think the the, um, the the best performances, well, the best characters when when you go, when it's sort of the setup of, is my wife trying to kill me, is where it's it's kind of, um, they're believably charming and you, you, you they're not yes. sort of winking at the camera and he doesn't do that. He just plays it as a sort of charming rogue. Mm. Who's got a bit of an bit of an edge. Yes. So so you you, you like his performance. Is it, yes. as an actor yourself, is there anything you would draw from that that you would perform like him? Or is it just a, a sort of admiration or an attraction to Well, to... I think you're right in what you were saying about how there's he's always kind of realistic. I like mm. North by Northwest. Yes. It's so it's such a funny performance, but it's always in the realms of yeah. um believability. Yeah. And so I that takes it back to your your Little films as well. They, they, films. Well, no, they're not, they're not Hollywood films that yet. Yes. But yes, yes. Yeah, but, no. but in yeah. those, you are you're straight face. You're poker faced. You're not yes. saying ha 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 ha. You are just performing as uh, the, the the MP or whichever character yeah. you're adopting. Yeah. yeah, completely. So you like that aspect? I, I like of it. that yeah. aspect of it. So yeah. so you are the female Carrie Grant. The <laughs> Have we got there? We got there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's uh, Carrie Grant's performances. <laughs> this is this is an increasingly odder and odder list now. <laughs> now I look at them of wonders of the world. Um, um, did you do this late at night? This no, no, Pro- not Pro- yet. <laughs> so your next your next wonder is an is an interesting one. Philip Glass. Yes. So so this is now his first me- real mention of music, I suppose, in yeah. this in this list of things. But why Philip Glass? What about his? He's a um, composer, obviously. But, I uh, adore his music. I hope you don't ask me to to name any of his tracks um, because I ne- can never remember any tracks from anybody. But I I think his music is is incredible. And um, as a rather cheat, I, I my I came through it. My my dad adored Philip Glass, so he was always playing Philip yeah. Glass in the house. Right. Um, and I think it, the music is so powerful and evocative and brilliant. And also. I'm sorry, I'm going to mention horror films again. Yeah, yeah. But there are certain films with, um, cause he's a you know great film composer, where um, I think he elevates certain films where what you remember is is the soundtrack. So Candyman, which is a rather nasty 90s horror, oh, right, yeah. has a, a Philip Glass um, soundtrack and it's just, it just kind of elevates it to a whole new place it, it's it's brilliant i think well you say any of his tracks but I mean, he's written a lot of different uh, types of, mu- of different operas type of music. Uh, yeah um musical theater 14 symphonies yeah um 12 concertos churty string quartets chamber and of course your the the film music which yes. has probably reached more people by, by doing that than, yeah. than anything that's that's your kind of entry level philip glass yeah <laughs> 
Well, I'm, I'm coming through the entrance uh, with you. But, it's unfortunate. Uh, just don't ask me to name any of the tracks. <laughs> all right. But, um, I, but, yeah. No, I, I, yes. You have done... listened to some of his music. Yes, I, I don't, I, I don't yes. want to feel it's just from afar. It's absolutely yeah. wonderful. And one day I'll listen to him. Yeah. No, I, I have one. Yeah, I think he's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And does, uh, is there a musical side to you as well? We, we know you're a comedian, you're a performer, you're a writer. You uh, write, you know, create your things. But how about music? Do you well, do that? so um, when, when I... I shouldn't say this because it's something I want to buried. But when I first started, so I started first started doing stand up about seven eight years ago, I think. Mm. And when I started, just for the first year, I did it with a ukulele. Oh right! Uh, now this is looked down upon in in comedy circles, um, but yeah. So I I went on stage and I brought out my ukulele and I sung songs about men. Yes. Yeah. And were men and people you thought were pretty poor in their behaviour? It's all about Kerry Grant. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, uh, I think old style comedians who go back, you know, decades, they yeah. often had either they often sang a song or might might or might not be ukulele, might play the violin, or it was just a way of sort of finishing off an act. But yes. perhaps you did it more than that. Yeah, you I were, probably did it too much. So, some might argue comic songs yeah. as well. So, yeah. so did you write the songs? Did you write yes. the music? Yeah. And, and have you? And you <laughs> so, um, why the ukulele? Was that just a, a, a jolly? to learn. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I know it's just a jolly instrument. I, I mean, I can't. I used to be able to play the piano, um, but I haven't. I haven't played it for years. Mm. Um, so I, I do have a bit of musical ability, but yeah. Yeah. So, what sort of songs did you, you sing about men, or were they were they to well, do with a, a punchline at the end of every verse? What sort of songs were well, you I doing? I had a song called "The Unsafe Sex Song." All oh, right, which was about the dangers of unsafe sex. But it was witty and funny. That sounds like a public information film <laughs> rather than a, necessarily a comedy film. That's what I like. Like people to learn through my comedy. Yeah. 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 So what's happened? You you did it for a year. I did it but... for a year, and then I think the shame caught up with me, and I stopped. No, I think I think I started because um, I wanted to do stand up, and I but I was I was too afraid to just. It, yeah. it was a bit of a crutch to begin with. I thought, well, I can, I know I can, I've got a bit of musical ability. I can make a song, and that seemed less scary thing to do. Mm. And then, and there were some amazing, amazing musical comedians. I I was not one of them. Um, <laughs> And I think I think it, it got to the point after a year where I thought I, it feels limiting. And also the way, it, you know, even before I started sort of doing political comedy, my, my stand-up would often be going through some weird, bizarre train of thought um, that would go on much too long. Yeah. You, can't really, you can't really do that with a song, or rather I couldn't. I just picked things that rhymed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some people start as just doing music, and then they yes. but they're little bits. So even Billy Connolly, I think, started mm. as a as a musical performer, but the bits in between got longer and longer. Yeah. And I think Jerry Rafferty was doing the same sort of, but he went more to the music and rather than yeah. rather than the comedy. So, so that could have gone either way with you. You could have been uh, singing, you know, when I'm cleaning windows or something, uh, <laughs> if you'd uh, stuck in that direction rather than the comedy. Yeah, I mean, I'm really glad I didn't go into music. I, I think I think it would have. Lasted very long. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you could be turned into another Philip Glass. And oh, be... my God. Uh, yes. Yes. Put the effort in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, now we're, getting, we're, we're, we're going beyond our time. We've got one more wonder uh, to put into this. Can you remember what your seventh yes, wonder is? Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, water brackets being in it. Right. <laughs> Close brackets. Okay. 
And you're not allergic to water, so you do go I've into... I've never been in water. <laughs> but one day... Yeah. Um, well, well, water is a wonder of the world because it, a it's a of basis of, of life, yes. not just human life, but all life. It's got very interesting. But you you put it in just because you like, what, bathing in it, <laughs> swimming in it, washing in it, yeah. just being oh, in it, great. showering. Well, I, don't I mean, know. Um, it, it, it's sad because one of the things I used to really love was swimming in the English Sea and, and now it's a bit pooey. Hmm. Um, so that's, um, I think that's... Um, a, Awful, actually, um, but I I love I, I mean I do I do love a good bath, Clive. Yes. And actually, we were talking before about listening to podcasts, and often yeah. I will actually I get very um, ambitious when I have a bath. So I I run a bath, and then I I, I stack next to the bath. I sort of stack the book I'm reading, and then a notepad because I think, what if I have some wonderful creative idea I have to write down? And then I put some music and then candles, and it's a it's a it's an event <laughs> with well, just me. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is, sounds exciting. So <laughs> it was, was really yeah. exciting. You, you, well, you, if you have an idea in a bath, then you you can sometimes sort of write it in the you know if it's steamed up on the tiles or the window, yeah. you can write it on then. Hope you can recover and then that. And it's like Kubla Khan. Yes. Yes. You have to steam up the room again to see if it <laughs> yeah. uh, the magic formula there or yes. the idea or something. So water is in, in its not quite its purest form, but in a very immediate form. It's just lying in a bath. It's, it's not it's, just like I'm, no, I love not, lying no, in a bath, but I also love, and everything. I love um, but I also love swimming in. I do love swimming in the sea. Yes. I can think of um, moments in my life where I've been really stressed and. Well, I can think of one particular moment where I, I'd gone on holiday and I, I was going through a really, really stressful, difficult period. And I remember the feeling of kind of going into the water and um, it was just it was just wonderful. And uh, and, uh, and and you and such a relief. Mm. Um, and I, I don't know anything that does that in the same way. Right. So apart from Evil Dead 2. Yeah. So so so. Uh, Swimming, perhaps. Uh, do, do you swim swimming. every day? Do you swim in the... And I know you live no, in London. Do you, do you dive into the Thames every day or is there a swimming pool around the corner? No. Do, do you actually come from Bath? Is that, is that a cycle? Yes. Do you think that's psychologically why you're attracted to Bath? Yeah. I mean, there isn't a place called Shower, so you couldn't test that out. No. But people wanted to go back there. But yeah. you, you like that. But is it the clean cleanliness aspect of it or is it the warmth of it or the all-embracing aspect? I think it's the all-embracing aspect of it. Yes. Yes. Oak. Yeah. All right. Well, we've, we've definitely run out of time, Rosie. Now, I've of, of your seven wonders, the, the discipline of this program, <laughs> I have to select uh, the wonder of wonders. The, it's going to be the, Evil Dead too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not I'm not personally tempted to Evil, oh. Evil Dead 2 or cats come to that and I can't get over the National Trust problem with their symbolism um, I think um, do you think I'm going to go with uh, Cary Grant's performances because yeah, I think yeah, yeah. he is okay. a wonderful woman. but uh, anyway thank you for nominating all your seven uh, Cary Grant in particular uh, thank you for sharing your seven wonders with us today uh, Rosie Holt thank you Rosie thank you very much if you enjoyed this episode of My 7 Wonders, it would be wonderful if you could rate and review us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you found us. Thank you for listening. My 7 Wonders with Clive Anderson is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. 
Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.